0: Today's episode is brought to you by me, Undies. They are the Undies that I have upon me. Although now I'm wearing boxers. I've switched it up, y'all. I've switched it up and I'm feeling good. Mm. Also, today we're brought to you by Honeybook. If you run a business, you know the worst part of running a business is the management. Honeybook is here to help you do all of that. And my God, do I need help. <laughs> Everybody, it's time for Cox and Credo in the morning. In the morning. Run your log, 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 log. In all recording studio. <laughs> recording. Break <laughs> your ass up and stop next, Credo in the morning. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to an exciting episode of Cox and Credo in the morning. Greetings. Oh oh oh! <laughs> hello, dear sir. Gre- hello,
1: greetings. Um, yes, greetings to you. Isn't it weird how different words can portray, portray different attitudes?
0: <laughs> yes, and feelings. It's so weird. So if I were weird. to say,
1: "Hey, how's it going?" or if I was to say, "Greetings," or if I was to say, "Bonsoir." Can I? Can you know?
0: I, First off, the only person who says "Bonsoir" is the <laughs> villain in Mr. Robot, Bonsoir, Elliot. Bonsoir, no one, no one else. Uh, no one else says that in the world. But that also it triggered that in you. That that no remember. one, no one says greetings like no one <laughs> says it like that. No one's just like greetings.
1: <laughs> it's like out at a bar, like, yo, what's up, dude? Greetings,
0: greetings. <laughs> if you said if I went to a bar and you said it to me, I'd be like, I don't feel welcome here. <laughs> I think I should leave.
1: <laughs> greetings, what brings you in?
0: <laughs> now that I'd be fine with. If you had an like accent a to it, vampire bartender. Really, any any accented greetings is fine. If it's like greetings, right? Anything, Greens, like, y'all. greetings, greetings. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. But if you just flat out go, greetings. You sound like a killer. You sound like a crazy person. <laughs>
1: greetings. I agree that there are no lizard people. Uh, right.
0: But if you said it like, greetings, I agree there are no lizard people. Everyone would be like, that guy's all right.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like how you say it, too. Because you could be like,
0: hey, greetings.
1: Or you could be like, greetings.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But... No matter what, you still said it with no accent, which was the the biggest problem that, for
1: me. You can do that. With hello, too. You'd be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Or like, "Hey, how's it going?"
0: No, st- that's fine. It just sounds like you had a bad day. Doesn't sound like you're a killer. <laughs> you just you just don't <laughs> oh, really want to say true. hello to me.
1: Yes, you're adding layers at that point.
0: Yeah. If you just said if you said hello, that's fine. Goodbye, that's fine. <laughs> Greetings, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you are a crazy person. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, yeah, I guess so.
0: We uh, solved that real quick. <laughs> How are you Don't doing? do that, kids. Don't go Don't out there do it. and address people with greetings. Greetings. So, uh, what have you been doing while I've been gone?
1: What have I been doing? Uh, well, let's see. I guess it's been a week. I was thinking like it's been a lot longer than that. Uh, I was fighting off some illness. My glands were all swollen. It's one of those things where like, I didn't have a sore throat. I didn't have anything. It was just like. My swollen lymph node glands. So,
0: Is that your book, My Swollen Glands? <laughs> that would be
1: my biography. As uh, as one does when they're a hypochondriac, went to the doctor, and they were like, "It's it feels normal. You're just fighting off something. It'll be fine in like a week or two. And I was like, uh, okay. So uh, they're feeling better, as uh, you might expect. But
0: good, good. Good, good. <laughs>
1: Good for the glands. Uh but on top of that, you know, I just kinda chilled out, you know. Did played some uh League of Legends auto chess. Uh played some uh some painted some Warhammer again, still doing that. Uh, did some more streams on it. I had some people hop in the stream and they're like, Crendor, I heard you do the thing on the cox crendor, and I stopped in and this was pretty neat. And I was like, hey, thanks dude.
0: I uh, I did that too this past week.
1: Well, you uh you saw me paint Warhammer?
0: No, I did it myself. <laughs>
1: oh Whoa, you actually did it?
0: Yeah, so I don't... Well, <laughs> that's a relative term. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: you took a step. At
0: the convention I was at in Australia, uh, they had an entire area that was a paint, take, and I assume bake. I don't know. <laughs> it was a, it was a, like a paint and take <laughs> thing, and you could learn how to paint little figures mm-hmm. and miniatures. And so... Uh they gave you, you know, some pretty crappy ones that are plastic and stuff <laughs> right. and different paints and then you sat down and you would paint them. I don't know why, but I picked a pirate that also happened to be the most intricate pirate like for a <laughs> first time paint. Yeah. It was rough. However, once I figured out how I want to do stuff, there were some intricate things that I feel like the brushes they provided were not good enough for. Oh yeah, however, it was like
1: a bunch of brushes.
0: Yeah, however, with that said, I did really well. I only managed in like the hour or two that I had to to paint the top part of this lady. Mm. But uh, she has a pink pirate hat with a black feather in it. And she had red hair. And she had like a a face that was kind of (laughs) painted. And um, I took a lot of time with her bra. I felt like that was important. (laughs) Very. Um, Yeah. I worked really hard at it. And then uh, I gave her black gloves to match the black feather. I was doing (laughs) great. And then I posted a picture online. I was like, guys, my first attempt. And some guy goes, yeah, well, when you're finished with it, it'll look better. I'm like, oh. <laughs> guys, look what I did. Did you thin your paints, you idiot? I I mean, I mix. I, I Bob Rossed it. I'm not going to lie. I took everything I learned from Bob Ross where I, if I was like, okay, well, if I want to make a pink, I need to take this ambrosia red and hmm. this illusion white and mix <laughs> the two together. And then, you know, I have a like sort of a fusion pink. And I put that on. And then I was like, okay, well. No one really wears all black black, so a pirate's black would have to be, which is now my new, I'm phrasing that, pirate's black, where I took some of the same white and then I used like a midnight black and I mixed the two together and it formed like a, like a darkish gray. Oh, I was doing the whole thing. I felt yeah. really good about it. That's what
1: I'm saying. It's like it be, there's like a Zen aspect to it. Like once you get into it, you like get into it. Like when I'm doing yeah, my I guys, doing I'm great. like, dude, I can put like war paint on his face. I can do this thing, and he's like, like I messed up his mouth, but I was like, dude, I messed up the mouth, but it looks like war paint. I'll just give him war paint. You just start like you know snowballing it.
0: I I did have a problem where at one point I dabbed a little black from the feather onto the hat, so then I had to re go re-go over the oh, that. Yeah. And I just like kept doing it over and over and over again. I was like, "This is gonna get me nowhere." I just, what am I doing? Yeah. Also, making skin color flesh tone sucks. I was I was trying to figure out like how to make the flesh tony bits.
1: Oh yeah. Ah. Uh, you would you like know. the uh, the contrast paints I just got. It's like Warhammer Citadel's like latest thing where it literally does three painting steps in one. So a lot of people are like, oh, you don't get the same detail." It's pretty great. It legit, (laughs) it's like slab it on and it just looks good. And you're like, wow, this is great. I like painted a whole guy in like 30 minutes.
0: Damn. uh, I I wish I, uh, see, that's my problem is I went and saw some of the the figures that they had and they only had Warhammer 40k stuff. I was mm -hmm. very disappointed. I was like, I don't want to paint any of this. Yeah. But they did have an undead chariot monster thing. I was Ooh. like, that looks cool as hell, but it came mostly colored.
1: Oh, uh, that's weird. I don't know what
0: the rules are. Am I supposed to color over that because it's mostly colored? What might do I have do? Already
1: did it because normally it doesn't. Well,
0: it was in a box, and it basically said that the spiritual, like, like the spirit, the spirituality <laughs> of it, the <laughs> the ghost co- bits were pre-colored.
1: Huh. I don't know that. That's weird. Yeah. I know there's different types of like mod, like there's plastic and resin and metal. Resin was like some of my guys came in resin they're like you can't use the plastic glue you gotta use super glue and you gotta clean them so i'd like scrub them down with like a toothbrush and like soapy water till like, i get the resin shit off of them and then you're like you know <laughs>
0: <That> sucks <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is that at least there's someone out there who's guiding you through this. <laughs> yeah. there are people in your chat who are like <laughs> oh actually need. you can't do that
1: yeah there's always people that are just like duh make sure you thin the paints Make sure you always like uh, you do the base coat, then you do the the shade, then you do the blah, blah. And then they're like, you could contrast paint. Some people get too relied on, but you can use them for certain things. But it's okay if you do the that. Okay. And then I was like, all right. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm learning. <laughs> so I've actually learned well, a lot just from people yelling at me.
0: When I'm there, we need to do a stream. We need to do yeah. a stream where we paint.
1: We definitely will. I'm During bad. the
0: day, we'll go buy weird figures. Mm-hmm. I need to find the one that is a book with legs. So yeah. help me God.
1: We'll go to uh, we'll go to an actual, actual uh, games workshop and uh,
0: what? an actual workshop.
1: Well, <laughs> the actual games workshop where they do uh, charge as much as they can for everything, and we'll ah, get the okay. fresh off the, fresh off the. There's like some other work like games places you could actually get it, uh, maybe a little cheaper. Uh, We're going for that
0: brand name book with legs. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but it's pretty neat. I mean, there they actually like play games and stuff. But I mean, they do it some other places. It's just you know. Uh, but I think it'll be a fun. I think it'll be more fun to go into the actual games workshop, uh, and then you're just agree. like, "Ooh, I want this thing!" And they're like, "All right, here you go." And then uh, it'll be a it'll be an experience.
0: Well, speaking of which, in a week's time, I will be in Chicago. For wow, actually, we- I'll be there before a week's time. But in a week's time <laughs> is when our show is on the fourteenth.
1: Oh yeah, wow, I can't believe it's that close
0: I know, we're almost there Um, Hey, everyone listening right now I've been told that we have Another 15 tickets we can get rid of we So uh help us Buy these tickets Make us look good in front of people we don't know <laughs> <laughs> Make us look good In front of the Chicago people I don't know So there are tickets There are 15, exactly 15, available now At coxandcrendor.com you go there you can buy the tickets it's in chicago all the information's there it is a 18 plus show bring me your weird chicago foods and or drinks and or <laughs> snacks bring I want to try them what's the weird chicago thing that people in chicago love that I will be like what is this what did you do uh, what's going on here
1: it's like malort you ever had malort
0: i don't know what that is it sounds oh, like man. space food
1: it's like alcohol if they just <laughs> It's, uh, I'm not you, a fan. You
0: can't, well, you can't name something Malort and then say it's alcohol. That's not how this works. It's, uh, Malort is the name of a, like, an alien that twiggles like while you they, eat it.
1: If they poured, like, engine oil and rubbing alcohol together and then sold it.
0: <laughs> malort! <laughs> yeah, it's called how malort. is that? What is, I need to look. What is Malort?
1: Malort Alcohol. Jepson's Malort's a brand of Basque liquor introduced in the 30s, long produced by Chicago's Carl Jepson. <laughs> It's My favorite part proof. is every
0: is all the videos are people with a grossed out face. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. everyone, what everyone here says, and I quote, it's the worst liquor ever. Why would I ever <laughs> want to try this? Jepson's Malort.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got to try it. It's like a Chicago why alcohol. Chicago? See, tastes... this is why
0: I'm excited. Bring me your Chicago stuff.
1: Yeah. If you, you just—it's literally just breathing in the air in a in a liquid bottle form.
0: Oh, there's many types of malort. There is a pink malort <laughs> and a blue malort. <laughs>
1: <laughs> blue malort. This, oh my god.
0: This article, malort Chicago's proudly un—sorry, unst- uh, malort Chicago's proudly unpalatable spirit is masochism at its most midwestern. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's uh
0: How would you describe this? Rotten grapefruit sugar and regret. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's uh No, tell us don't even listen to that. I'm telling you it's engine oil and rubbing alcohol. That's the palate you're going to get.
0: Malort.
1: Yeah. Um so you try that. And if nobody brings it to you, I'll just take you somewhere and buy it.
0: I I'm worried now that people are just going to bring too much of it. That's all they're going to bring. <laughs> bring things that are good, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God uh, <laughs> malort What
1: the shit what is a Chicago handshake? A Chicago handshake is slang for a drink special involving a shot of malort paired with an old school Midwestern beer typically old style beer. Uh, I hate old style
0: <laughs> everyone does Oh boy none of this sounds pleasant none of this none of this I was hoping for like you know. One of those sixty-dollar cakes, and like something <laughs> I don't know, something good.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, that will be good stuff. Aside from that, it's just like it's like other city, or it's just a bunch of shit like mixed together. It's like yeah, Italian. Yeah, I'm hoping for that. I'm uh, um,
0: bring all right. Bring me your best Midwest stuff. If you're coming okay. in from out of state, bring us your best Midwest stuff.
1: Midwest. <laughs> the best Midwest. Look, I'm
0: still, I'm still trying. <laughs> I, I just came back, dude. I left Australia at 9.30 in the morning and arrived in LA at 6.05 (laughs) AM the same day. I went back in time. Oh my God. I am still completely out of it. I don't know what's going on. My whole body is just like, whatever. (laughs) My Oh, when I was there, I tripped and fell on some stairs right on the corner of the stairs like a big dummy, right below my knee. And it is so, the bruise is so big and so swollen and gross. Oh my god, I'm not wearing shorts for a while, let me tell you It is the worst (laughs) It is so ugly looking I was looking in the mirror and it is like two fists worth of a bruise That is just (laughs) black and blue all up my leg And when I got on the plane, my whole legs, my left leg swelled up because of it Oh my god, it sucked What a, just the worst thing in the world Yeah
1: that it is, that's a, it's a no, no no bueno.
0: I know, definite no bueno. What uh, else to do
1: in Australia? How is the, f- okay, as soon as you said, like, this is going to be a 20-hour flight or whatever it was, you could not, yeah. you could not pay me to do that. I would not. No, Here's what I'll say.
0: It. One of the things that I think is good about longer flights is that all the seats are, like, at a certain time, they, they make it. I think it's, like, after 11 hours or whatever. There, there's, like, a cutoff where they, by law, I think, have to give you more room. And so <laughs> you, it at least isn't a cramped flight, but it's still long and sucks. Like, yeah. um, because it's an overnight flight, every time what will happen is I'll end up asleep. I'll just go to bed. Like The plane will take off at 11 o'clock at night. I'll fall asleep. I will go mm, nine hours, just knocked out, and then I'll wake up. And they'll be like, sir, we're three hours or four hours from landing. Uh, would you like something to eat? And I'll have a little meal, and then I'll watch a movie or two, and then we'll land. So it's not too terrible, but coming back, my leg was like, <laughs> brot, brot, like just throbbing. Yeah, Didn't sleep at all because I had gone out the night before to a to, uh, convention after party. Mm-hmm. And uh, got on the plane, was expecting to fall asleep, did not fall asleep. I think I passed out a few times. <laughs> But I was awake most of the flight. I kept, like, <laughs> knocking out for an hour and then waking up because I'd have to move my leg. My leg would, like, end up in a weird position. <laughs> yeah. So I'd have to end up moving it and went to the, like, front of the plane and back and, you know, just stood around for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, landed and was just a mess all day yesterday. Just a total mess. And then I went to bed. And I woke up today and I feel great. So, <laughs> you know, sleep, huh. it'll, it'll cure, cures what ails you. See.
1: That's the thing. It's like, I can't even sleep on planes. I have too much like anxiety or it's like that kind of feeling of like, I'm not in a comfortable area. Like I have to be like, you know, in like a, like a place I know where I'm like, all right, this is a safe place. Like on a plane. I'm like, okay, uh, something could happen. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm I never,
0: I never feel that way. And I know we talked about this before, but I never have that like, what if something terrible happens to me? I, I, you know what? I change my mind. If I'm in the water, in the ocean, I'm, I'm only thinking how many sharks are around me at any given time. That's <laughs> it. Any that other time, I'm thing. not – I don't have that worry of just like, oh, something's going to get me or the plane's going to fall This of the sky.
1: Well, you like, don't I, have generalized anxiety disorder.
0: <laughs> I clearly don't. I clearly don't. But I know that I'm also – I feel like an, I'm an aberration. Because sometimes people get really upset about things. I'm like, well, it wasn't that bad. And I'm just like, why are you so upset? Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I feel like maybe maybe I have, like, an empathy problem. Even though I feel like I don't, right? Because I empathize with people for a lot of things. But I feel like sometimes maybe I have a higher threshold that for what it. is, like, a real problem in the world. I'm like, eh, it doesn't seem like a problem to me. Yeah, I don't know I just, what you're getting worked up about.
1: Yeah, I don't have that. I just, I get anxiety like this. I'm just like, up oh, got to get to the doctor. My glands are slightly swollen and they're like, uh, you're fine. And I'm like, all right, Ooh, can relax now. Like it's uh, it's just my brain's like constant. Like it just, it finds something to worry about. So I have to take it off of worrying by doing things like painting or streaming or, uh, whatever.
0: Sure. Sure. I get that. I, I can understand how you could hate flying and especially flying a long way. Like, going to Australia is... It's a a trip. It is a long flight. And it is, for the most part, a boring flight. Yeah. And going out there, you could go through all the movies you want to watch and coming back have none left, and you're (laughs) now, like, stuck on a plane, losing (laughs) your mind. Yeah. So I get it. I get it completely. But shout-out to Virgin Australia. It was a very nice flight.
1: Well, what did you do... uh... What do you do in Australia?
0: I landed, Whoa. and then I know, and then proceeded <laughs> to. I mean, let me walk you through exactly what I did. All right. Here's here's what happened. Landed the plane. I'm not that I landed the plane, <laughs> although that would have been a great story to start with. I landed the plane myself. I had to save the pilots. It was amazing. Now the plane the plane landed, and the minute I got into Canberra, which is where the uh, convention was, uh, I met one of the convention uh, heads. And he and I went out and grabbed a burger because I was like, I'm so hungry. I've been on a plane, so we got a hamburger at a place that was called like Grillers or Chillers or Grilled, (laughs) something like that. Yeah. And it was all right. It was you know it was a hamburger. Uh, and then I went back to my room, and might have stayed there for two hours before they were like, we're going out drinking. I was like, all right. (laughs) And so we went out and we uh drank, and I got to meet a bunch of people. Oh, I went. The reason why we took – I totally forgot this for some reason. The reason why we took a two-hour break is because I went on the radio in Australia on ABC, which is Australian Broadcasting Channel. What? So I went on the radio and did a radio interview about the convention where I found out while on the radio interview that the convention had an 18-plus nighttime event that was cosplay pole dancing. And I learned that <laughs> while on the show, and I was like, go on – and she was like, Yeah, we're gonna do this whole thing at night. And it's Star Wars themed. We know you like that. And I was like, I may have to attend uh, strictly for canonical reasons because I can't have Leia doing things that she would not normally do. Uh, and then we, yeah, then we went out drinking. And the next day I woke up and went to the convention. And it was very nice. It was lovely. Uh, I had a little booth thing where I signed stuff. And I uh, went around and spent the majority of the day. Oh my God, with uh, the voice actor who's the voice of Zemnis in. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, he and I spent a lot of time together Over the entire trip And wow, he's we... lovely um, <laughs> I don't want to screw up his name Because I think it's it's like Peter St. Paul or Paul St. Peter One of the two He does a bunch of anime VO and all sorts of stuff And we spend a lot of time just being goofballs But when we went to the uh, Guest room uh, You know where they like cram all of the guests Of the convention into There right. were like 13 mannequins In there why i don't know even the staff were like we just found them and moved them in here because we didn't know what to do with them they were just <laughs> naked mannequins everywhere and we were joking around about how uh if we ever go missing and there's another mannequin here you know why like these all these mannequins are actually just previous guests and um <laughs> what ended up happening is as the day went on the mannequins people were like moving the mannequins so every time you open the door to go in the guest room is a different arrangement of mannequins and then by the end of it, someone had taken all of their limbs and formed a pentagram on the ground. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the
0: shit? And people were like, what is going on in here? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, Jesse, <laughs> you do this. And I was like, I haven't been in here to do this. I don't, who did? It was crazy. And then I went out to, oh my god, that night I met some friends who I had met at PAX uh, Australia a few years back. And uh, we went out and Krendor... I was not prepared for Australian nightlife, at least in Canberra, which is the capital of the nation. I was not prepared for how insane nightlife is. Oh. Apparently, at least here in the States, from what I've seen, people have this sort of, I want to look cool and I want to act cool and I don't want anyone to think I'm kind of like a big goober, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone puts on... This sort of air of being too cool Where I was, <laughs> it was no cool I was, uh, I first went to a bar called Kokomo's Which was sort of like a an island-themed bar And the things I saw First off, the entranceway Four or five girls drunkenly dancing At a level of drunken dancing I have never seen <laughs> Just, like, throwing themselves around Where you're just like, I just would like to go into the bar, please And they're like, <laughs> yeah! Just And then we get up to the bar And in front of us Are another group of women Who are ordering their drinks And uh, next to us Is this very tall Very attractive model looking dude this girl next to me Turns and looks at him And even though you can't see me Just know that she mouths In the biggest like Not even trying to hide it Just mouths him like Oh my god, I want you so bad. Doesn't say it, but just mouths it at him, and I'm looking at her, and she sees that I'm looking at her, does not care. And just like, oh my god, he's so hot. And then turns to her friends, and her friends look over, and then she's like, I wanna mount him. Oh my god. And I'm just like, does no one see? <laughs> this girl is the thirstiest human I've ever seen. It was so funny. <laughs> I, I, if I lived there, I think I would be, I'd be in jail, because I'd have to keep up. I'd have to keep up. Everyone Crikey. there, out on the street, we walked by this one area that was sort of like an open park area, and uh, there was like a dude just cr- openly crying, and his friend was like, "Screw her, man, screw her," and then, <laughs> not two feet from them was a couple arguing about the dude on the bench, and I was like, "What is happening?" And then we walked by this parking lot, and the parking lot I was told is is known for sad hand (laughs) jobs. Like (laughs) all sorts of things. And I was like, this is the greatest. This is the greatest nightlife I've ever seen. Everything's so (laughs) incredibly entertaining. Everything about it was entertaining. I could have stayed out all night. I was like, what? Who are these people?
1: That sounds like a. Well, it sounds crazier than I thought Australia would be.
0: But man, everyone was just having a great time. And everyone was just out there. And they were just being themselves and like very uh, upfront about who they were. And no one was like, felt like they needed to sort of tone down their personalities. And I loved that. I was like, oh my God, I love everything about this. <laughs> so uh, it was very fun. And then I drunkenly got up the next day and went back to the convention and had a great time. And then I literally came home It was a very short trip But because of the time travel It was technically longer here Because I left on a Wednesday Arrived on a Friday And then left there on a Monday And came back on a Monday morning I don't, I don't Yeah, know. time travel man it, that We is crossed time the date forever. line And I went I went to the future And then I came back to the past <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. That's 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 a lot of time. I don't even know what time it is in Australia right now. What time is it?
0: Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say it's night, late, like like three a.m.
1: It's uh, eleven a.m.
0: Is it? Wow. Well, it is. Wow, yeah, eleven
1: a.m. But in Perth, it's nine a.m.
0: That's because Perth yeah. is on the other side. I learned a lot about Perth, so I was like, okay, I get Sydney, I get Brisbane, I get Melbourne, I get uh Canberra, I get all that. Talk to me about Perth, and everyone's like, Perth is apparently the most secluded major city in the world because it's on the other side of the country, in like past the desert. It's also where the most sharks are. So I was like, I'm not going there. <laughs> but most people who live there, or most people go there for work in the mines, and th- but they don't actually live there. They're pro- they're from other nations around Australia or something like that. I was blown away. I learned so much about Perth that I don't remember now. <laughs> I was, I was really impressed. But yeah, you also forget that how big of a nation Australia is. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It has two is time big. zones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just looking at it,
0: or three like time zones technically.
1: It's actually yeah. It's uh, it's like half the size of China, which is like still pretty big.
0: Yeah. It's uh, although most of it's, it's like the opposite. Oh, it's it's kind of like how you think of Canada, right? Like Canada's yeah. huge. But most people live on the southern part of Canada.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Australia is very, very big, but most people live around the edges. Right? Yeah. The middle of it is, is desert stuff.
1: Yeah, that's where the things kill
0: you. Outback. Oh. Although I'd go in an Outback. Oh, my God. Speaking of Outback, apparently there's a place in Australia that's kind of like Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> and I was like, wait, time out. What? It's called Outback Jack's or something? And I was like, hold on. None of you go here, do you? And a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, it's great. And a lot of people were like, no, that's for tourists. It sucks. And I was like, wait a minute. You need to have a national conversation about this because we look at Outback Steakhouse as kind of like the booty version of Australian food. (laughs) Yeah. So what you're saying is, actually, most of Australian food is not even related to Outback Outback Steakhouse. No one in Australia is like, give me a bloomin' onion. No one's like that.
1: (laughs) Outback Steakhouse, it's literally just like a shitty steakhouse with a bloomin' onion.
0: Sorry, Outback. You'll never be a sponsor on this show. Actually, you may be, and if in which case, what great steaks they have! That's just, like, mm.
1: <laughs> it's like the Olive Garden of Italian food. Like, Olive Garden is just literally like super fatty, sodium-filled, like garbage.
0: I here's the thing: I have family members who love Olive Garden. There are people in my extended family who are like, I love Olive Garden. I'm just Some like
1: guy outside is revving <sighs> his engine so loud to get to Olive Garden right now. <laughs>
0: <He's>, uh, <laughs> he heard you talk about it. And he was like, unlimited soup and breadsticks. The
1: thing is, I looked this all up on the stream. We were debating Olive Garden. There's like, what was it? It was like the pepperoni pasta bowl is like twice the amount of sodium you're supposed to have in a day. Like,
0: I don't... <laughs> nothing can... Here, here's how I know Olive Garden is bad for you. When they advertise... You can get one meal and then take home a completely different meal free. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, hey. The reason I know one, that's one, bad three. for you is because there's no way anything fresh made and or, you know, like not cheap <laughs> Yeah. can be the right. Like if they're giving you a whole separate meal, the cost of that separate meal, they're writing off, which means the cost of that separate meal, not very much. Right? Yeah. Basically, you're paying, let's the twelve ninety nine or whatever you're paying for the one meal, that's for two meals. So and they're still making a profit. That's <laughs> seven bucks a piece. That's the so on top of that, what are they feeding you? How is your how is your pasta primavera or whatever mm-hmm. costing like? It's doesn't make it doesn't make well, sense. Some people it doesn't are make like, oh,
1: well, I just like the breadsticks. I looked up the breadsticks. Here's why they like it. One breadstick is like. 40 grams of fat or some shit. Like, it's just oh loaded with God. butter. Those so. are good breadsticks, though. <laughs> Those are damn well, good it's breadsticks. It's literally a fat stick. it <laughs> <laughs> is just slather it. So that's why I have to look this up because I'm like, well, I can't, you know, just eat a breadstick and then a pasta thing and then have no gallbladder and, like, die. So I have to, like, I, look up these Man, things.
0: back in the Midwest, we – I remember when I was young, my parents and I – because, you know, it's the Midwest. There's not much to choose <laughs> <Yeah>. from. <laughs> Yeah, we would often go to lunch at Olive Garden because it was soup, salad, and breadsticks. And it was unlimited. So I just, like, order a little soup and have some salad and have breadsticks. and it was, That was, like, lunch.
1: Yeah. I guess it makes and sense. Then, well, when you're, like, in the mid-midwest, that's, like.
0: When you're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in the middle of Ohio, your options are not plentiful.
1: I remember when I drove to Ohio and, like, it's, like, okay, we got steak and shake. Okay, we got another steak and shake. Okay, we've got another steak and shake. All right, and then I stopped steak at a and Steak and great, Shake. Steak and Shake's great, though. Don't hate Steak
0: and Shake. Well, it's great.
1: It's like I said, I don't hate Steak and Shake. I hate the service at Steak and Shake. So then I stopped at the one. I remember. Was oh, like...
0: my God. Did I... <laughs> Speaking of service at Steak and Shake, have I ever told you the story about one time drunken... Nah, I'm not going to say drunkenly. I was in high school. One time disorderly, <clears throat> <laughs> I, uh, with friends, went to a Steak and Shake late at night, and rather than eat... Served people food Am I, <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> what? So We go to the steak and shake And, and this is we're, we're seniors in high school And you know Everyone who's a senior in high school Thinks they're hot shit Right And so We go to the steak and shake And it's myself And a couple friends And like Various girls We're trying to impress And We sit down And we order food But the food's taking forever To show up And so I go to the counter I'm like hey can I help you? I know you guys, it looks like you're backed up. But can I help you? And they're like, sure, take some orders. So I go around the notepad and start taking people's orders. And I go over to this one group. I'm like, all right, what do you have? And I write down all this food. And I go back over. I'm like, okay, I took the orders. And I'm like, you're good at this. I'm like, yeah, I know. And they're like, okay, <laughs> give people drinks. And so I start giving people drinks. And I'm like really excited about this. Meanwhile, I have... For I've forgotten my friends exist I am now <laughs> serving at a steak and shake just like I got an apron got one of the little steak and shake hats and I was walking around and I was just like okay what are you going to be having alright then I'm like we need a number one flipped up on the, the grill top we gotta have that one extra spicy and I'm like you know just going through the whole thing bringing people milkshakes they would not let me behind the counter to like make stuff Right. but they gave me and I was just like it was the fastest service they ever had at Steak and Shake. I guarantee that. I was out there bringing people drinks. And then at the end of the night, they were like, you know what? Your meals, your meals on us. And I was like, hey. So everyone at my table is really happy. But I didn't talk to anyone. I am sure my friends had a great time. I wouldn't know. I didn't talk with them. I went around and acted like an idiot, pretending that I was like a cafeteria lady serving people food all night.
1: Yeah, that's, I could picture that happening.
0: That's the Midwest. There probably were rules involved where they didn't need, like, they didn't, I wasn't supposed to be back there. They didn't care. didn't matter. It was 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> no one cared, obviously. So, I remember
1: yeah. uh, when I went into the one, it was just like, I think it was like on the Ohio-Indiana border, and uh, I just went in, and there's like two families, like, praying. Like, they're like about to eat their food, and they were praying, and I was just like,
0: That's very Indiana. That's very, like, Indiana's very religious.
1: I was I'd never seen that in my life. Normally you Maybe know Maybe they
0: were praying that the food wouldn't kill them. You never know.
1: Yeah. I guess like, you know, if it's like more <laughs> it's possible. More of like a small town, like nobody's around. It's like, oh you know. It reminded me of like those small towny type of like, hey, Cletus, the family's here. Like, oh, well, let's all come out for a prayer. Like I was like, they don't <laughs> where I'm from, they just yell at you. Or they just Well don't that's the do difference.
0: Anything. That like we're we're big city fools now. So that's the difference, is that in small town America, it's a little slower and a little more like your options for the family dinner, we're we're ruined. We're ruined to the world. There's oh, yeah. so many food options in cities. You're you're done. But I grew like up in my
1: in like my backyard, we had like a small backyard and then an alleyway. And I remember we'd like try to play basketball in the alleyway and like cars would speed through. So we had to set up cones so that we just wouldn't die.
0: Yeah, we um In my hometown, the options of food we had were like McDonald's, TGI Friday's, uh, a Subway, a Blimpie's, which was like a Subway. (laughs) Olive Garden. Marion's Pizza, which was uh, the one pizza place around us until a Donato's opened up eventually. And then, yeah, just very little options. But by the time I left high school, man, we had a Chipotle (laughs) We had rallies. Rallies <laughs> opened up. It was pretty great. We had, uh, yeah, Burger Kings. Although the Burger King was really far away. It took a while to get to that. <laughs> once, I, once I went off to college and I was like, oh, my God, there are options? And you don't just have to settle for a hamburger? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Now, mind you, all this could be avoided if you just cooked food at home, which is true. <laughs> which is what I think most people in my hometown do, Right? But, well, with that said, although now, who knows? The world may have changed.
1: Yeah, I think it's changed now. enough. everybody just goes out. That's true. Because even then, there's a lot of people probably got to drive to the grocery store 40 minutes. Let's just get McDonald's.
0: That, but, like, man, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that was my trip to Australia, I guess. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> well. Yeah. All right, Crendor. Let me tell you about me undies. Okay. Me undies are here to change the game. And by game, I mean the underwear you're wearing right now if they're not me undies. (laughs) They are going to change the way you think about underwear. The way you dream about underwear. If you're saying, oh, I don't dream about underwear. You will when you start wearing me undies. You'll think about them all the time. They are so comfortable. And let me tell you, they're actually doing something that I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast have been requesting. They have sizes from extra small to 4X now. So if you are a tiny body or a big body, they're going to have underwear for you. And you are going to love it. They have size tested five new silhouettes that fit every single body type ultra soft, feather light waistband, zero restrictions. Y'all, you're going to be so excited. You're going to be so happy. Anytime you're thinking, man, I could use some underwear, I bet they have a print that's right for you. They got prints that are wacky and fun and, uh, you know, anything in between. MeUndies offers a flexible membership if you want to become a member. You don't have to, but if you want to, they'll just send you a new pair every month. You can get uh, styles for men, for women. You can mix and match, right? You and your boo can have the same underwear. And they don't just have undies. They have super soft, comfy onesies, loungewear, perfect for lounging, for being a crendor. They they have so much. I know at this point I have lounge pants. I have a onesie. I have socks. I have a t-shirt. I have more underwear than a human being can have. And now I've moved on to boxers. I was like, I want to try their boxers. I want to see what the boxers are like. I like them so
1: much. Oh, uh, yeah. I only wear boxers.
0: All right. So... You listening right now, if you're a first-time purchaser, you can get 15% off and free shipping. It's a no-brainer, especially because they let you return it. It's 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like what you got, you can return it. And frankly, it's the best deal in the world. So get your 15% off pair, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee at meundies.com slash crendor. That's meundies.com slash crendor. That's me. Also today, we're brought to you by HoneyBook. If you own a business or you know someone who owns their own business or if you work for a business where every single day you're trying to manage all the nonsense that goes on and trust me, there's a lot. As a business owner, all the things I have to do on a regular basis are... If you're wondering, Jesse, why don't you make 50 videos a day? Well, because in the background, I'm doing 50,000 other things that prevent me from making stuff for you. HoneyBook is there to help you manage all of that. If you're struggling to get to your to-do list, HoneyBook can help. If you are a business that is trying to organize all the tasks that you have, like drafting proposals or managing contracts, tracking down payments, HoneyBook can help with that. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, booking, contracts, and invoices all in one place. HoneyBook makes it simple to run your business better. That's the whole point, right? It's trying to make your business just flow so much easier. It has professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation that keeps everything on track and makes you look good instead of an idiot like me when I have to go through paperwork and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. They can even consolidate services you already use like QuickBooks or Google Suite, Excel, uh, Gmail, things like that. It's the number one choice for client and business management for freelancers and business owners. Save time and do more of what you love with HoneyBook. Right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit tryhoneybook.com slash Cox. Payment's flexible. Promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Just give it a try. Tryhoneybook.com, T-R-Y, Honey, you know Honey. Book.com slash Cox for 50% off your first year. That's try slash Cox. Just try it. All right, Crendor, let's go drop your number seven in the Scout. with Krendor. How's that traffic out there?
1: Traffic out there, well, it's more of the same. It's uh, backed up, but uh, don't worry, it won't be like that for long. A couple of weeks, maybe even one week. People are starting school again, so that's going to help, uh, you know, make the traffic less, at least through the normal hours. Still got that rush hour traffic no matter where you're going. But, uh, you know, people stopping their vacations, vacation time's over, and, uh, back to the old grind, as I like to say. Uh, do I like to say that? I guess I don't really like to say that. Well, some people like to say it. So, uh, back to the old grind, or back to you.
0: Thanks, Grand Nord. Now let's go over to Grand Nord. The Weather Desk. How's that weather?
1: Weather! What up? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's, let's type in a uh, seven four four five six. That's gonna take us to Kat Katangan Kalamantan Tanga Indonesia.
0: <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs>
1: yep. Hold, Katangan, on. hold on, hold on. Kalimantan. What is the name of this Tenga? place? Kat Ingan. K-A-T-I-N-G-A-N. Comma. Kalamantan Tenga. Comma. Indonesia. Karen
0: Karen G- Killam, Killem? Ketangain. Kalamantan. Tanga Indonesia. I'm glad you got it figured out. I can't find this place. I don't know that it's real, but I believe you. <laughs> well,
1: currently, is if it's real, it's eighty eight degrees with some AM showers. A few showers this morning, got most of the cloud conditions during the afternoon, high eighty eight. Winds light and variable chance of rain. You got 30% chance of that rain coming in, so watch out. Tonight, 71 degrees, 20% chance. Uh, Thursday, going to hit a 90-degree high. You're getting way up there, except for Friday. We're going to hit 92. Woo, you're getting way up, way up. Uh, Thursday night, however, 69 degrees. That's the funny number. And then, uh, looking ahead, you got 94, 95, 93, 93, 92, 90. So watch out. It's going to be getting hot in there. Uh, oh yeah, that's the weather.
0: All <laughs> right, what is going on in
1: sports? Sports, What's big sports news. Well, baseball's happening. That's uh, <laughs> that's kind of. That's it, but the I big mean, sports news. You, <laughs> well, you hyped it up, and then you're like, eh, baseball is well, going on right now. NFL pre pre starts Thursday.
0: Not, so, what about like uh, I, I was in Australia. Why don't we cover rugby?
1: R- rugby news. New Zealand, then Wales, then Ireland, then South Africa, then England, then Australia, then Scotland, then France, then Fiji, then Argentina. The biggest climber has been the U.S., who's moved up to number 13. Wow, look at us. Yeah, look
0: at that. It's all that Malort we're drinking.
1: Yeah. Damn, the Malort's boosting us up. Looks like, uh, who else is up here? Biggest fallers. Ghana has fallen. Italy. And, uh, Poland gone down a bit. Uh, Finland's on the rise. And Uzbekistan. Hey, look at that.
0: I don't, I don't like the phrase Finland's on the rise. <laughs> Finland's on the rise. <laughs> but you're not uh, telling me scores. What's going on? I don't want to find these scores. It's confusing. You don't... rugby Live rugby scores. There are no rugby <laughs> matches. Damn it. That's There's got to be saying. rugby this matches. It's confusing. Live rugby scores. Tonga and Canada face off tonight. That's nice Yeah. There. What about you go. Austra- Australia Rugby Scores There we go Yeah, here we go The National Rugby League There we go Oh yeah, some of these names look great So there's the West Tigers versus the Raiders The Sharks fought the Eels What are the Rabbitos? What the hell Rabbitohs. is that? I love how one of their team's name is the Roosters What is a rabbit <laughs> It's
1: like a rabbit
0: Ra- What is a Rabbit-O? It's a Rabbit! A rabbit-o hey, is right. a rabbit. <laughs> Why are they called rabbit I don't know. I'm looking up what a rabbit is. <laughs> it's an informal way of saying the person who sells rabbits for eating. <laughs> what? That's incredible. I love that. <laughs> I thought it was just rabbits, but really, they're the people that sell rabbits to people.
1: I guess it's kind of like the Packers, Green Bay. They, like, pack the meat. You know?
0: Yeah. That's fa- Oh, the Steelers. Yeah. Steelworkers. I get it. Yeah. I that's get fantastic. It. Huh. Wow. The Good Sydney day. Roosters. Oh, man. If I had to rep anyone, it would be the Sydney Roosters because they're a bunch of cocks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get it.
0: Uh. All right. What is our big <laughs> news story of the day?
1: Big news story of the day. Uh, here's one Brazilian gang leader dresses up as his daughter to escape jail but fails.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Hit me. <laughs> I, I, I br- need to know how he thought this was going to work.
1: All right. Well, first off, here's the disguise. <laughs>
0: Just. <laughs> All right. I mean, if his daughter's made of plastic, then yes, this would be, it would have worked.
1: <laughs> A Brazilian gang leader tried to escape from prison by dressing up as his daughter when she visited him behind bars and walking out of the penitentiary's main door. Uh, but prison officials said the nervousness displayed by Clavino de Silva, also known as Shorty, as he tried to leave the prison in the western part of Rio de Janeiro dressed as a woman gave him away. His plan was apparently to leave his 19-year-old daughter inside jail. Police are looking into her possible role as an accomplice uh, in the failed escape. Rio State's Secretary of Prison Administration released photos showing the Silva in a silicon girl's mask and a long, dark wig wearing tight jeans and a pink shirt with a cartoon image <laughs> of donuts. <laughs>
0: It is like a Mickey Mouse donut, by the way The, the is. shirt is Mickey Mouse donuts with Mickey Mouse gloves making a heart sign I would have fallen for this I, I would have been like, well, you know, he got me
1: <laughs> uh, Authorities say de Silva was part of a leadership of Red Command One of the most powerful, powerful criminal groups in Brazil That controlled drug trafficking in a large part of Rio after the failed escape bid, Da Silva was transferred to a unit of maximum security and will face disciplinary sanctions.
0: <laughs> a unit of maximum security. <laughs>
1: uh so his plan failed.
0: Now I know you're usually the the newsmaster. Alright. Because I went to Australia, I feel like I owe you some Australia news. Alright. Stephen Frank Steele, teen accused of robbing 7 Eleven with Chainsaw. Allegedly wore flower pot on his head (laughs) (laughs) What a pothead, that's how this- that's how this starts What a pothead An Australian teenager has been arrested for robbing a 7-Eleven gas station with a chainsaw while wearing a flower pot on his head (laughs) Stephen Frank Steele of Ipswich, Queensland Was arrested Monday morning after cops responded to a call from employees terrified by a man brandishing a chainsaw (laughs) The suspect, identified by police as Steele wore a flower pot over his head in an attempt to conceal his identity. Steele allegedly lunged at the employees and damaged a window and several display racks with his power tool. He also flashed his buttocks. He allegedly stole a single bottle of soda before making the escape. Police say Steele damaged a parked car while leaving the crime scene. Steele was arrested a short time later after police saw him walking down the street. The chainsaw was found in a bush near the service station. Steele's been charged with multiple crimes, including one count of armed robbery, two counts of willful damage, and one count of public nuisance. Investigators say Steele was drunk and on a late night rampage. (laughs) All that for soda. Mm -hmm. All that for soda. Uh, Yeah, and then the article goes on to mention other people in the area who have used chainsaws to scare people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing that happens, I guess. Classic. So there you go. Now you know. So, Australia, they're not so different from us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening and watching however you're enjoying this delightful podcast. Uh, Crendor, hit with the socials.
1: Yeah, we got some socials for you. We got uh, uh, YouTube.com slash Cox and Crendor. That's the animations. We got YouTube.com slash Cox podcast. That's where you can find all the podcasts. There's also SoundCloud.com slash Cox and We're also on Spotify, iTunes, all those things. Just search us. And uh, follow, subscribe, notify, do all that stuff. We're also uh, ourselves on things. YouTube.com slash cox, YouTube.com slash Crendor. Twitter.com slash cox, Twitter.com slash Crendor. Facebook.com slash Facebook.com slash Crendor. Twitch.tv slash Twitch.tv slash Crendor.
0: Okay, well, that's it. Thank you so much. We will see you guys next time. And as always, beep. Give me some alerts or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> <laughs>